Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man that has enough money to live comfortably for the rest of his life. That is if he dies next Wednesday. He is the captain. I think you mean this Wednesday, my friend. It's good to see you, and it's good to be seen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. This evening, we are drinking Sneaky Wheat by Scofflaw Brewing from the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. Garage grade four out of five bottle caps. It's an imperial American wheat with amazing taste. Lots of orange citrus flavor and hints of coriander spice masking the 8% ABV. I love the citrusy beers in the warm months. And Sneaky Wheat was brought to us by some of our good friends. First up, a cheers to Andrew and Janelle from Boston. And a big we like your jib to carry in Overland Park, Kansas. And it cheers to our friend Maria in Hermiston, Oregon. And from the beautiful lands of parts unknown. We have our friends Nancy, Jennifer, and Ruth. Next, out to one of my favorite cities, a big shout out to Olacia and Casey in Dallas, Texas. And last but not least, we have Rebecca in Fort Worth, Texas. So thank you to everybody for helping us out with this week's shows. If you want to put a few beers in the fridge for next week's shows go to truecrimegarage.com and click on the donate button and make sure you check us out on instagram facebook twitter snapchat all that stuff at true crime garage and that's enough of the business everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crime it was a cold case in the deep south a former beauty queen and school teacher who mysteriously disappeared and was eventually declared dead now, 12 years after Tara Grinstead disappeared, Diane McInerney says a man from her hometown has been charged with her murder. At long last, a break in the baffling disappearance of a beauty queen 11 years ago. This scraggly 33-year-old has been charged with the slaying of pageant winner Tara Grinstead, who vanished without a trace from her home in a small Georgia town. Cracking the case of the disappearance of Tara Grinstead, Tara Faye Grinstead, is Huge. Tara's dog was found at her home looking forlorn after her disappearance. I have exercised. I've shopped for clothes and clothes and clothes. 30-year-old Tara was a three-time winner of a local beauty contest. She was also a contestant in the 1999 Miss Georgia pageant. Aja Domenicone won that contest and became close friends with Tara. She was just a beautiful person inside and out. She was a wonderful friend. We would go shopping together and you know, pick out interview dresses and talent dresses. Tara also taught high school history. She was really a phenomenal teacher and had such a passion for her work. Her disappearance triggered a massive search in 2005 and national interest. Tonight, I am live here in Osceola, Georgia. We are at the Tara Grinstead location. The mystery held particular interest for Georgia native Nancy Grace. This is a case that has haunted not only me, but a whole town now for 11 years. As the years passed, Tara was declared legally dead, but her body was never found. 
Now, out of nowhere. An individual came forward and reported that they had information in the terrorist disappearance. As a result of that tip, Ryan Duke has been charged. We always believed that it would be solved. We just did not know when. Duke graduated from the high school where Tara taught. It's not clear whether they knew each other. Filmmaker Payne Lindsay is credited with keeping the case in the public eye through his podcast. This is Up and Vanished, the investigation of Tara Grinstead. I'm your host, Payne Lindsay. It seemed like he had been wearing the weight of the world for over a decade. But many questions remain. We still don't know where her body is. We still don't know exactly what happened to her. In February of 2017, the GBI surprised everyone with an announcement of a press conference. With the case remaining unsolved for almost 12 years at that point, people did not know what to expect from this press conference. On February 23rd, the GBI announced that it had made an arrest in the Tara Grinstead case. Irwin County authorities had arrested 33-year-old Ryan Alexander Duke of Asilla and had charged him with murder, burglary, and aggravated assault and concealing a death. The bombshell effect of this announcement cannot be overstated. In short, everyone was stunned. The GBI admitted that Ryan Duke had never been on their radar. And even more shockingly, Ryan had been a student at the high school where Tara had taught for right. years. So Ryan was just 21 years old when Tara had disappeared in 2005. And he had graduated from Irwin County High School three years earlier. After his arrest, he was held at the Irwin County Jail without bail. And in April of 2017, Ryan was indicted by the Irwin County Grand Jury on multiple counts, including burglary, aggravated murder, and felony murder. What do we know about what they believe happened in 2005? Well, that's a good question. Because until recently, until very recently, in fact, there was a gag order in place regarding the Tara Grinstead case. There is information in the court documents, however. This including the arrest warrants and indictments. And we will go through that. But mostly there are people talking. But officials have released very little actual information. What we can figure out is this, all right? The arrest warrant and indictments both assert that Ryan Duke burglarized Tara's home and used either his hands or hand to kill her. He then removed her body and, and disposed of it. Authorities using the term burglary, well, this could be interesting, you know, burglary meaning entering by unlawful force or without permission in order to commit another crime. Right. So this possibly means that they have some kind of knowledge that he broke into the home and intended to do something to harm Tara. Or it's just the simple act of stealing from the home. Now, a tip from someone who had been told about the murder was what led the police to Ryan Duke. Ryan Duke was arrested in 2010 in Osceola for a DUI and was arrested in another county for another DUI at some point. It is unknown whether he was fingerprinted at that time. When Ryan was released on bond, his mother told officers that she would prefer that Ryan remain in jail and then he was sent back initially, but then released for health reasons. So other than these two DUI arrests, Ryan has no other criminal record. Ryan is in pretty bad health due to years of substance abuse. Yeah, he, he has a lot of problems with uh, drugs and alcohol. And he's actually, he was on kidney dialysis for about four months. He has nerve damage in his feet from collapsed veins in his legs. And several of his organs have come close to failing altogether. Now, around the time of Ryan's arrest, authorities conducted major searches of a Fitzgerald pecan farm owned by the Hudson family. This is a prominent family in the area of which one member of the family was at one point a Georgia state senator. Now, 41 agents searched the premises. This included a body recovery team, and they also brought in machines for digging. 
it's uncertain if they were able to locate anything at that time. It, right. th- this is one thing that you and I kind of, and I hate to say that we kind of have laughed about this behind the scenes, but you know, when these microphones are not on, we are, talk- we just laugh about everything. Well, we are talking about these cases and we don't mean to poke fun at it or be light about it, but the truth is, okay. So early on, there were reports out there that they had found something. You know, they bring in this body recovery team. It's believed they were looking for Tara's remains. There were reports coming out that they had found something. Right. And then those reports just kind of dim- diminish and disappear. And then you never hear talk about it again. And so we're kind of left here sitting on our hands, me and the captain going, uh, well, did they find something? Did they not find anything? What are we going to learn when this thing hopefully goes to trial? I'm sitting on my thumb. So people that knew Ryan, they were surprised by these allegations being leveled against him. Yeah. Everyone said it was totally out of, out of character for him to break in to someone's home. To murder somebody. Yeah, to murder someone. His mother said that, that Ryan had a job at the time of her disappearance, of Tara's disappearance. And she believed this points to the fact that he wouldn't need to burglarize homes. Right. Now, Ryan was described by people who knew him around the time of Tara's death or disappearance as not the criminal mastermind type. People were shocked that he would be able to pull off this crime and hide it for 12 years if, if in fact, that is what happened. And I bring that up because, you know, where we think we're getting some clarification as to what happened to Tara, in my opinion, I think the... The waters just get a little murkier here because in March, just weeks after the arrest of Ryan Duke, police announced a second arrest in Tara's case. The Ben Hill County Sheriff's Department arrested a guy by the name of Bo Dukes. And in every report out there, you will read or hear that they are quick to point out that these two are not related. Their last names are so similar. Right. Ryan Duke and Bo Dukes, you have to point out that they are of no relation. They charged this man with concealing a death, hindering the apprehension of a criminal, and tampering with evidence. Specifically, authorities stated that Bo Dukes, who was a school friend of Ryan's and roommate, they had shared a place together during the around the time that Tara had disappeared, they even appeared side-by-side side in the Irwin County High School yearbook due to the similarities of their last names. Right. So... This is what their belief is, is that at the time of her disappearance, that Bo Dukes was a roommate of Ryan's after they graduated and that he helped Ryan hide and destroy Tara's body. The arrest warrant for Bo Dukes alleged that Tara's body was hidden sometime between October 23rd and October 28th, 2005 on a pecan farm owned by Bo Dukes's uncle, Randy Hudson of the Hudson family who was cooperating in the searches. It further alleged that Bo had aided and abetted Ryan in concealing Tara's death and destroying her physical body. Bo Dukes was released on bond. Now remember Tara's sister, Anita, she knew the Dukes family and had even stayed with some of the family members when she visited Osceola during the investigation into Tara. So that it's a small world in Osceola and it's a, you know, just one degree of separation between some of these people. Now, what do we know about Bo Dukes and what possibly happened in 2005? Okay. So Bo Dukes, he broke up with his girlfriend, his former girlfriend now, uh, Brooke Sheridan. This would have been in January of 2017. Well, in February, Brooke decided to tell authorities the story Bo had told her. And she reached out to law enforcement. This was the tip that led to these arrests. The story was this, that Bo, as said, they were roommates. He was roommates with Ryan in 2005, had been told by Ryan that he, Ryan, had killed Tara and dumped her body in the pecan orchard and that he had used Bo's truck to do this. Ryan and Bo then went to the pecan orchard and burned Tara's body. Bo told Brooke that he had never, he never knew the motivating factor behind Ryan killing Tara. And he in fact stated 
quote, only God and Ryan know why he did this. Brooks Sheridan told an interview that Ryan had used a credit card to access the door of Tara's house, gaining entry into the home and that Tara's keys and purse were thrown into a dumpster. So just a side note for everybody, put deadbolts on your doors, please. So people can't Jimmy your locks and get inside. Now, Bo Dukes and his then wife were arrested. This is for an incident that took place in 2013. Uh, to give you a little background on Bo Dukes, this was for stealing more than $150,000 of property from the U.S. Army. Those are not, that's yeah. Is that a group you want to steal from, Captain? Yeah, no. <laughs> so du- uh, the the answer would be no. Right, Dukes. I guess was a, pro- a procurement officer at the time for the Army in which he ordered about $150,000 worth of electronic and mechanical equipment. This on the Army's dime, and he and his wife then fenced this equipment. Bo served over two years in federal prison for this. He was released in 2015. He also had to pay restitution, perform community service, and go weekly to AA meetings for about 12 months. So that is his criminal record. Now, Bo has been described by people who knew both him and Ryan from the, uh, from the high school that they went to together as the one that would be considered to be more unstable, more volatile. Right. Uh, he had apparently told the story of what had happened to Tara to some of his army buddies, as well as telling Brooke. Apparently he told his ex-wife as well which he would later claim she used that information to blackmail him. I'm a little uncertain as to what she, what the gain was for her in the whole blackmailing process. He makes it sound like it was just so he wouldn't divorce her. Yeah. I mean, that's what his girlfriend, his now girlfriend Brooke is claiming is that anytime he would threaten to leave, she would threaten to go to authorities with this confession. So what law enforcement would state and what we would learn in last year was that Bo was indicted in June of 2017 by a Ben Hill County grand jury. The indictment states that he did unlawfully and knowingly destroy physical evidence by burning the body of Tara Faye Grinstead, a human being at a location off of Bowens Mill Highway in Fitzgerald, Georgia. The indictment also charges that he tampered with evidence and concealed a death. In August of 2017, Bo was indicted by a Wilcox County grand jury for two counts of making false statements, one count of hindering the apprehension of a criminal and one count of concealing the death of another. Increasingly, this was this Wilcox County indictment states that in June of 2016, Dukes covered up the fact that Ryan Duke had confessed to him that he had killed Tara by denying to a GBI agent investigating the case that he had spoken with another man about burning Tara's body. Well, this is significant because this is the first that we have heard that either Bo or Ryan had been interviewed by law enforcement in connection with Tara's disappearance prior to that of the time in 2017 when the arrests were made. The indictment specifically says that Doe, that, that Doe, that Bo was interviewed by the GBI in 2016. What we don't know is this, you know, what was learned during the course of these interviews, because these took place some nine months before any arrests were made in this case. And GBI has said multiple times that Ryan Duke was not quote on their radar. Yeah. So what is this? Sounds a little fishy. Well, but what makes me question is, does that mean that Bo was on their radar? Yeah. So in March of 2018, the Georgia Supreme Court declared that the gag order on the Tara Grinstead case was overly broad and they vacated it, meaning that they threw it out. This means that much more information should be coming out at some point regarding this case. All right, so we'll just wait till then. Well, likely, I I bet you it's going to be a trial situation. Right. Um, Because in May of 2018, Ryan Duke's attorney asked for more time for discovery in this case, citing the massive case file. 
So Ryan is expected to go to trial in the summer of 2019. When he does, well, everybody watching this case should finally get some answers to all the questions that we have. And we'll go through, I listed out some of my questions and we can get into that in just a minute here. But what I want to bring up here, Captain, is, you know, do we have a situation where, you know, I've heard Bo Dukes state that both these guys are going to have to go to trial at some point. Right. And I've heard Bo Dukes. He seems to think that his trial will be after that of Ryan. And I don't know that that's going to be true. Um, depending on what shakes loose between now and when this thing gets to trial, he's also stated that being Bo, that he possibly could get some kind of immunity when it comes to some of these charges. I, I hope not. I question that. And I also question, you know, we have seen that we have Ryan Duke who has pled not guilty and asking yeah. for additional time. And what you and I have both spoke about multiple times is that we wonder, do we have a situation where there's some finger pointing going on and it's just not in the way of Bo Duke stating Ryan Duke did this by himself and I helped him after the fact. Right. It possibly could be Ryan saying Bo is responsible for this. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com slash garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me 
but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track, or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code TrueCrimeGarage50 at factormeals.com slash TrueCrimeGarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we're back. Cheers. All right, Captain, I want to get into my list of questions. I know you have your own questions as well, but if you don't mind, we'll go through my list first and that might check them off yours at the same time. Uh, so my first question would be what actually happened on the night of October 22nd, 2005, meaning did Ryan Duke actually intend to just break into the home and steal some things from Tara's home that he that was money, the whole purpose of him being there that night or did something more nefarious happen like was ryan stalking tara or did he break into her home to rape or kill her um there was a rumor that i and and i want to be clear this is just a straight up rumor i don't even have a source to cite Mm -hmm. on this one but there was one rumor that i had read that there was some thought that maybe ryan was going to the home Tara's home at night and possibly watching her sleep. I guess that meaning peeping, you know, like a peeping Tom creepo leading me to my next question. Captain, was it Ryan in the black? We referenced a black truck that we know was seen by at least two people. Now, the first question I have is, is it in fact the same black truck seen by both of these people? But furthermore, was it Ryan in the black truck outside of Tara's home? Or was it Bo, or was it neither, or could possibly both? Right, you know, because basically Bo's story is that as they're partying, Ryan took Bo's truck. Mm -hmm. So that would place Bo's truck at her house at some point. Uh, But now, if you believe him, then, yeah, Ryan drove the truck over there, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't believe him, there's that possibility, like you just said, could both of them went over there. I don't know how true this is because I personally, um, based off of his previous actions, this is Bo Dukes. Right. And my gut feeling is I don't know how truthful and honest of a person Bo Dukes is. No, he's a real piece of shit. But there is a conversation that he has where he's directly asked if, if that was his black truck that was spotted that night and to which his answer is, I did not own a black truck at that time. I owned a white truck, but Um, in his confession, he's saying that, you know, Ryan used his truck. 
I, you know, I think a lot of people believe that his confession is partly true. And then the other stuff, he's kind of distancing himself from it. So he's basically saying, Hey guys, yeah, I know it took me 11 years to confess, but here it is. And here's the God's honest truth. And I'm on your side. I think that's how he's trying to play his cards right now. Well, and to be clear to the people out there listening that have never heard of this case, his Bo Duke's confession, if in fact it's true, does not have to include this black truck. That black truck may have nothing to do with the crime. Right. His confession can still be 100% truthful, and that black truck never even enters the picture as far as what happened to Tara's concern. Yeah. And furthermore, the, 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 oh, furthermore, the fire that took place on Snapdragon Road at that house in SUV would then have presumably have nothing to do with Tara's disappearance as well, just be some kind of coincidence. Right, but we also have three suspects that have been um, dragged through the mud and and people have talked bad about and they've had to alter their lives for 11 years. So there's a lot of things that uh, people thought for years had to do with her disappearance and her and her murder that have nothing to do with it. The next question would be, whose DNA is that on the glove that was found in her front yard? Uh, also, how involved is Bo Dukes? Did he just help dispose of the body as he claims, or is it possible that the two of them worked together to attack and kill Tara? It's what it seems like is going on right now, Captain, is that police clearly believe that Ryan is the main culprit. Right. And I can say this because... He's the one that's sitting in jail while Bo is not. Right. So will Bo testify or be forced to testify against Ryan at trial? Here's a new question. Uh, and I say new because this is a recent, a recent uh, specul speculation on this case. Right. Did Ryan Duke confess at some point after his arrest? Did he confess to having some involvement or did he confess to similar things that Bo Duke states that he did. Yeah. We don't know that yet. We, we, we have no clue. And a lot of people will go, wait a second. He pled not guilty. That doesn't mean that he didn't confess or confess to some involvement. Right. And later pled not guilty because keep in mind when he pleads not guilty, he's pleading to those specific charges as presented to him at that arraignment. And then the other question, the what is that? They say $64,000 question <laughs> is, uh, was Tara's remains or any portion of her remains found on that pecan farm? Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's another one I can't find anywhere. I mean, you can, if you look on YouTube, um, Tara Grinstead found the title of the video will be that they found a body. But when you watch the video, it's like, it doesn't tell you if they found anything or not. Gotcha. So how do we want to go about talk, addressing these questions? Well, and that's just one set of questions you came out with. I, I mean, I probably got another 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. I think the more that you dive into this stuff, there's tons of speculation happening right now. And depending on what you watch or what you read, uh, and anybody that's interested in this case, um, I think you should take the time to listen to Up and Vanished. Uh, done by Payne Lindsay. We've, we've been able to hang out with him uh, multiple times at CrimeCon. Uh, he seems like a good guy. Um, and I think what a weird situation for him to dive into a cold case, start diving into the three major suspects, kind of start throwing them under the bus a little bit, and then all of a sudden this bombshell happens, and you're kind of in the middle of all this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do believe, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we cover cases that you want to get the community talking about it. So to, to know that a podcast possibly had some involvement in getting people to talk about this and then ultimately bringing down this bombshell of a confession, uh, it's very interesting. Well, that's the whole purpose in covering a lot of these cases and, and the purpose for us you know, is to, especially with the, the quote unquote cold cases and some cases from these smaller towns, these right. little nooks and crannies of our beautiful country that we may not hear about on a national level. And I know that Tara's case was heard on a national level, but 
once it started to, once the leads started to d- diminish, right, it went away, and the national attention and even statewide attention from the media is the same as that of detectives working on these cases. At some point, a new case file falls on your desk and you, you get rushed along to the next case. Right. And it's nice that people bring up these old cases and it's wonderful when, well, because when it leads to results. Well, that's because if you can bring more attention to it, then that's the public pushing the issue onto the law enforcement to say, hey, you need to do something. You need to relook at this. And sometimes they'll put extra men on these cases. And But in this case, I think, um, I don't want to say lucky, but I guess I, on some level, we're lucky that he told somebody, uh, meaning his girlfriend, Brooke, and he's told other people. He's told multiple people. Now, he might not have said Tara's name to everybody that I'm talking about, Bo. With Bo confessing, to his girlfriend, Brooke, we're lucky that out of all the people he confessed to, she was the only one to contact law enforcement. And I think, you know, and then obviously the, the issue then becomes, you know, whether they're in a relationship or not, uh, people are going to throw her under the bus for coming forward. Yeah. Which is, I think a strange thing to do. She, at the end of the day, whether you like the way that it went down or how it took place, at the end of the day, she came forward and she provided information to law enforcement that they perceivably did not have. Right. And now there's a lot of debate about that. I mean, there's a lot of debate on why there was a gag order. There's a lot of speculation that, um, both Ryan and Bo were on their radars way back in 2005. So, um, you know, are the, is law enforcement trying to cover their ass on something on this case? I'm, I'm not really for sure. Did you have you put thought to what you think actually went down on the night of October twenty second, two thousand and five? And if so, do you you want to share your thoughts and opinions with us? Uh, I think five days ago, I I had a better idea of what I thought happened, mm-hmm. and then the more I've you know, this case just kind of every turn was a new video or a new. A uh, podcast or a new theory, you know what I mean? There was or a new interview to listen to, and that really just kind of muddied the water as far as you know what I think. Um, I, I agree with Payne Lindsay on the idea that this Ryan Ryan Dukes, right? Ryan Duke. Sorry, I've been screwing it up all week, and so might as well screw it up on the show. He's it. I don't know if he is um, looks the way he does and carries himself the way he does because of the drug and alcohol or if it's what Payne Lindsay said and you heard it in the trailer. It feels like he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that he did it solely by himself. But... um. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the more... Because his demeanor, to me, I'm not saying innocent at all. It it seems humble and it seems remorseful. That's that's the vibe I get when I look at him. And when I see somebody like Bo, I, I see more of a confident, almost cocky individual. And, and so the way the story kind of the way the confession happens it seems almost like they should switch roles in the story because does that make any sense well i think you're you're just picking up what a lot of other people are putting out there that right that bo dukes seems to be this diabolical evil guy and that that ryan duke was just along for the ride and he's somehow even though he played a part in this on some level, and then this is going to be terrible to say, but it might be some kind of victim of Bo Dukes as well. Well, yeah. Well, let's not call him a victim because at the end of the day, either one of these guys, you know, one of them or either both of them killed this poor lady. And then, but, but, but both of them based off of Bo's confession, 
both of them burned her body. Both of them uh, covered this up. But what do you think? What do you think happened that night, or over the course of the the few days after her disappearance? Well, I think they're both pieces of shit. No, sorry, I just wanted to put that out there. I I don't know. That that's it's very. This case is very confusing to me right now, and I wish I had a better answer. But what I'm afraid of, and what my gut keeps telling me, is um, right when Ryan, you know, pled not guilty, that you know we don't know if her remains were found. So that becomes a, a big obstacle for the prosecution. But now we have this guy that has a confession that's 11 years old and his story one is not that straight. And the person he told it to her story is not that straight either. Now I think Bo is just probably a liar and that's why his story is not straight. His girlfriend's story is not straight because I, I think she's in a difficult position. I don't think, I think she showed some, moral compass by coming forward and, and can, you know, at least giving Bo's confession. But what I'm afraid of is that it's going to be a, he said, he said back and forth pointing the blame and that they eliminate each other and that they're not able to determine, um, with any actual evidence who did what. And if that happens, it'd be sad to see these two guys, walk away from this and not and no justice being served. Well, I certainly share some some of those feelings, Captain, and what I mean by that is there are a lot of things that I'm afraid that will possibly happen in this case. And what I mean by that is my first thought is Ryan Duke. I think Ryan Duke is the key to actually figuring out what really happened that night and what really happened to Tara. And what I'm afraid of is I see this guy that is in, I mean, you want to talk about just visually somebody that look, I don't need to be a doctor to visually go. That guy is not healthy. You don't need to be a doctor, but good thing you are one. What I, that my fear is that if something doesn't change in his life and maybe it will, because he's behind bars and he can't get access to drugs and alcohol. Right. My fear is that he does not live long enough to see this thing through to trial. And if that happens, my biggest fear is that one, they'd never have anything on Bo Dukes. Right. And that we, again, same outcome that you just presented, that there would be no justice, that nobody is held accountable for what happened to Tara. Well, but that's the speculation on why the GBI then hit him charges with perjury saying that, you know, his, yeah, he confessed, but we now know that he lied about certain things. And that by adding those charges, that even if they don't get him on anything else, they can get him on that. Now that we discussed our fears, you know me, I, I do like to throw out there what I think happened. And I think, personally, I think there's one of two things that happened in this. I think either A, it went down exactly how Bo Dukes says that it went down, mm-hmm. or B, that the two of them were involved in this together. And I know there's a lot of speculation out there about did the police know something? Did they cover it up? Did they not get involved or did they know the names of Bo Dukes and Ryan Duke ahead of time? Personally, I think, and I have nothing to base this off of. This is pure speculation. Mm-hmm. So if you want to shut me off, shut me off, but this is going to be some Don't good, it's going to be some good stuff. I, I, I think that there is, it's very likely that the police the GBI searched the pecan farm at some point well before they even had Ryan Duke or Bo Dukes on their radar. I think that we have information that came out that if true, Bo Dukes told several people about what, what happened according to him Mm -hmm. and that even Ryan Duke told a person or two of what happened. And probably this would be according to Ryan. Right. So what I mean by this is, could the pecan farm have been on their radar, but not these two individuals? I think that's very likely. I think somebody at some point could have contacted GBI or the sheriff's department and said, look, I keep hearing this rumor time and time again that she's in the pecan farm. And they could have gone there looking for her without any information about these two individuals. Now, I did the exact same thing that what a lot of people did in the public after these two arrests were made, where we see Ryan Duke 
And then we have Bo Dukes come out and then we hear the stories and the speculation. And the majority of the people said, this Bo Dukes seems like a really bad guy and I don't trust him. And I think that he's done more than what he's willing to tell us. And Ryan Duke seems like some kind of weak man to me. Right, right. Like the follower. He's the follower. And so therefore there now there's this whole movement to crucify Bo Dukes. I did the same thing. That's where my gut took me. That's immediately I was like this Bo Dukes guy. He's I, I got it in for him. The problem with this He's is stinky. The problem with this is the evidence that has been made public that we've been told that's been released through newspaper articles and through the media. If in fact, Bo Dukes is telling the truth, the evidence backs that up mm-hmm. with the exception of the car seat being moved. And what I mean by that is the general, here's the general broad confession as I know it. And I know that there, you Those and I've had this right, right. debate that because there seem to be several ideas of what this confession is. But his confession, as I know it to be, is that he they had friends over that night. They were living together, and they lived with Ryan's brother. They had friends over that night. They're drinking. They're partying. Apparently, Ryan's brother was not home that night. Ryan, at some point, leaves, taking Bo Dukes' truck. The next morning, after Bo Dukes goes to bed, he wakes up. He's being told by Ryan, guess what? I went to Tara's house last night. I abducted her. Well, he says he's burglarizing the home. Mm-hmm. She wakes up. It startles him, and he he reacts by killing her. He then would he killed her in the bedroom, and he used the sheets to wrap her up, threw her in Bo's truck, and then disposed of the body in the pecan farm. Mm-hmm. The reason why I mean evidence points to that is evidence certainly points to that there was some kind of struggle inside the bedroom. And remember the family's initial theory that she was getting ready for bed and somebody knocked on the door and she had answered the door and then she's abducted. Right. There's no sign of a struggle anywhere else in that home to our knowledge other than that bedroom. So that to me does back up what Bo is saying that, that Ryan jimmied the lock and got into the home and she does not wake up until the attack starts happening. Right. Also, if he wrapped her up in sheets to remove the body, that's interesting too, because then we have Anita later saying that it appears that somebody attempted to make the bed and it didn't look to be made in the fashion that her sister would have made the bed. Right. You know, cause you wonder, well, why would somebody bother to take the time to make the bed? It kind of backs up Bo's story a little bit. The thing that's, the thing that's tricky here for me though, captain is I keep going back to that, the driver's seat of Tara's car. Mm-hmm. And I think that the private investigator hired by the family, when he came out and said right away, look, this is a giant red flag. He's absolutely right. This guy's great. It's a giant red flag. It means something. Can we figure out well, what it, it's, it's a car seat. Can we figure out what it means? It could in fact mean nothing. But if that car was in its traditional spot and its traditional positioning at 11 o'clock that night, Mm -hmm. and then it's found in a different position on Sunday, that tells me one thing here, here, here's where I think that some of the, the loosey goosey evidence that we we would be talking about Mm -hmm. had her deceased body have been in her vehicle. I think they would have found some evidence to point towards that. Mm Mm-hmm. What I mean by this is there again, that backs up Bo's statement that her body was in his truck. What I'm getting at though, is with this vehicle is that if that vehicle was moved for any purpose and her body was not transported in that vehicle, that points to me that there were two people there that night that went to her home. And when she left that home, whoever took her, there was the two people left together. Meaning one took the vehicle that transported her body. The other moved the car. I think that what had happened and you and I talked about this yesterday in the garage and I thought it was an interesting conversation that we had, even though be it brief was my general thought is this, that the car was moved at some point after Tara came home that night. And if it was, that means two people did it. And I think the general thought was this, 
Let's get rid of her. Let's get rid of the car. Maybe we put her in the car. Maybe we make it look like there was a car accident. Or maybe we take this car out in the middle of nowhere and we set the whole thing ablaze with her in it. Right. I think where when they got to wherever they were going, all of a sudden they got smart and they thought, you know what? This car is now a problem. We might be able to conceal her body right, with, with, it, with more ease than getting rid of this car. So now we've got to bring the car back. And when they brought the car back, they failed to put the car seat back in its original position. I worry, Captain, that Ryan Duke will not be around or that he's done too much damage to himself and his brain where he doesn't know the truth. I think he's got a smushy, squishy brain from years of <laughs> substance abuse, and maybe he doesn't even know what happened at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping and I pray that whatever did happen, that we get the truth and that the right justice is brought forward for Tara and her family. And the, so like I said, I don't really know. And like I, I brought up my fear of what could happen. My other fear is that there's something more to do with this suicide note and these individuals that were on that note. I don't actually believe they're cleared, so I'm not I'm not really for sure how you you got that. And I know that um, at least through the podcast up and vanished, they connected some dots between some photographs and this um, uh, suicide note. And I and I I believe that these individuals. Uh, they had fights with people. They did a lot of bad stuff and all this stuff kind of was covered up uh, because they would cover for each other. And I I just wonder if there's something bigger that happened here where it wasn't just one individual or, or two individuals. If it was a, a situation where it was, yes, maybe Ryan and Bo went to get her, but th- that this was a, a larger thing because... You know, this kid committed suicide and then says, hey, here, here's a list of people that will lead you to to everything. I mean, I, I would, and that's that's just my gut feeling. I think we're going to, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out in this trial that we're not ready to hear. And I, and I think it might have something to do with that suicide note because he could have just committed suicide and left two names on it, but he didn't. He left a whole group of people. Until next week, everybody be good, be kind, and don't let her. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.